Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the podcast. In today's episode, I'm going to be reflecting on midlife and stepping into your soul self, the rediscovering, the reclaiming, and all of the things that start to happen and unfold in this midlife. So stay tuned. Welcome to the Soul Midwife Podcast. I'm your host, Julie Hughes. I'm an energy healer, a guide, a mom of four, and yes, a soul midwife. In this podcast, I offer guidance, healings, and wisdom for women who are feeling out of alignment, disconnected, and are longing to find out or to rediscover who they truly are from a deep place of wholeness. Women who are ready to step out of the culture of busy, overwhelmed, disconnection, and fragmentation, and to lead lives that feel soulful and aligned from the inside. back to the podcast. So today, really this this podcast is born out of the fact that I just had a birthday and I am fully and firmly anchored in midlife. I mean, this has been something that I'm sh- I've shared on other podcasts that when I was a kid, what I wanted to be when I grew up was 40. <laughs> I knew that there was something like intuitively knew that there was something magical that happened at the age of 40. At least that's what like every being fiber of my body was telling me. And I remember saying that out loud. And so I am well and truly past the 40 mark now. And as I do on all birthday, and I would say probably most people do, I don't think it's very unique to me, but there was a lot of reflection that happened, right? Um... And there was even a deeper anchoring into the work that I do with women, but also just this idea of midlife, right? So I have been reading the wisdom of those that came before me for years and years now. And I've been working with women, you know, for many years on hormonal change. But really, this wasn't the root of what I wanted to do with women, The root part of this life is really this idea of becoming again. This is how I think of it. I get the image of a butterfly, actually. Um, Probably because we just did a butterfly thing in homeschool with my children where we had grew, grew caterpillars. Do you really grow them? We witnessed the growth of caterpillars into butterflies. And I feel like this this is something that happens at many points of our life. It is not totally unique to the midlife, but it is in some ways at the same time. It is unique because it is the unique way that this part of our life is manifesting, right? What we are working on in this phase of our life. So as I said before, I really feel like midlife is a a time of life that we step into ourselves, where we rediscover ourselves and where we really reclaim ourselves. And I said the word rewild at the beginning, and it is a, it's a word that's quite popular, I would say. Um, it's, you know, one of those buzzwords at the moment. And is even at one point I did a group program back in, oh, back in November, December, called Wild and Whole, where we really focused on this idea of rewilding. Really, all of the work I do is, is quite similar, just whether it's in a group or or program or a one-on-one, but it, it is this idea of really connecting with, like rewild to me is really connecting with the essence of who we are 
And part of that is actually also connecting with nature, right? There's a lot of like layers of this becoming. Part of it is always like a stepping back or a stepping inside. So this word embodiment, another buzzword. And really slowing down so that we can actually get in and meet this person we are becoming, right? And that doesn't happen when we're go, go, going all the time. And sometimes that's a defense mechanism. This like pace of life can be a defense mechanism to ignore what's actually happening inside, right? And so that's a thing for people. That's a thing that I've, I've talked to many women about. There is a point in your life, though, and it often manifests as a hormonal shift that the pace of life of the go-go-going all the time and ignoring our own cyclical nature becomes to manifest in disease in the body, right? So that's a thing I help women with as well. But what I really want to talk about is this feeling that is coming up also for me. It's honestly coming up for me, although I'm very, very aware of it. But this idea that we aren't allowed to grow, right? That um, we are told as we change, as we naturally step into ourselves, it means that we, you know, change the way that we show up to others in the world. And that might seem very foreign to them because they aren't witnessing our internal world. They aren't witnessing our internal growth. They maybe see us as like an acquaintance friend, maybe a few times a year or a family member even. I was actually just thinking today how if my own mom came into like my house, there was some rearranging in the past year and a half and we moving of rooms and really me reclaiming my space in my room. So like I have my little altar and I have my paintings that I've been doing and how if my mom walked in here, I think she would be very much like, huh, this is your room, huh? Because I really do feel like I created a room for me and also obviously my husband, but not, honestly, it's really for me. <laughs> he just sleeps here. But it, it is like an expression of me in this room. It is things that I love. It is things that make me feel nourished. It is my own special place. And it is not like a place where that is out of a magazine. Not that I've ever actually really lived like that, but there's a part of me that wanted, there's a part of all of us that wants to fit in. And if that's your expression of you, like if you are a, I don't know, insert magazine and furniture, West Elm, I don't know, that's one, the one that came to my mind, kind of a person and that fits you, that's, that's not to like dig on that. That's just not me. Mine is kind of a funky, weird, hodgepodge, and very, like, spiritual and sacred. So my space is very sacred and is filled with sacred things and is filled with, like I said, my own paintings, which may not most be the most beautiful things, but they are expression of me, right? So all of that to say that, like, this time period of life, we often feel like we aren't allowed to grow. And part of that is because when we grow, people around us are like, but you're not acting like the person I thought you were. And that can make us feel really scared, really. We can fear the loss of relationship. Maybe it's a partner, right? Maybe you're growing into this new you. Um, 
And then your partner, your husband or whatever partner you have is like, what the heck is happening? Like you're not acting like yourself, but really you are beginning to explore. And I, I think about this as puberty, right? And people think we stop growing at puberty, like we stop growing up, but do we really ever stop growing like on the inside? Do we ever really stop our personal growth? And this isn't to say that we want to be better, do better, want the perfect version of ourselves. I'm all done with that personally. I am just about accepting the person I am and at the same time becoming a deeper sense of who I am. So discovering who that is and then expressing who that person is, right? So so in this time period after like early adulthood, right, we, we get busy, we launch our career, if that's a thing, we have our kids, and we just really get swept up in this river of life. And then at some point in this midlife, we, and, and getting swept up into that river of life means that we don't always pay attention to, we often think this is the things we thought we wanted or we thought who we are. And a lot of that is because when we were growing up, we had a lot of unconscious ideas that about what was good or what was successful or what was acceptable or what was responsible. All of these things were really programmed by the big C, the big culture, and by the little C, by your family, right? Or you could flip-flop that, really. And that was kind of seeped into our unconscious. And then something happens around this river of life in the midlife where we kind of come to this like eddy, maybe, so to speak, right? For those that don't know, a river and eddy is like a, one of those branch out places that are really, really slow and you can kind of get caught up in a loop in them. But being in this kind of space allows us to really deepen into ourselves and to really allow us to grow, to really actually look at the circles of our life, to look at those unconscious patterns, to look at where the heck did my idea of success come from? Because this success that I'm living into doesn't freaking work for me, right? It doesn't work for me to be as, um, work as many hours as you work or something like that, right? It doesn't work for you to, this idea of who you are in your perfection and who you are as maybe a partner, maybe that doesn't work. There's all sorts of things that are no longer, it's like all of a sudden the shell that we are in, that this house upon our back begins to crack, right? I have told the story of this children's book called Grasper. It is my all-time favorite children's book. And again, it is one of those books that have just popped off the shelf into my hands way, way, way back when, when my uh, nearly 17-year-old was just a, a newborn in a bookstore, a used bookstore up in Boulder, Colorado. It popped off and it has stayed with us through all of our kids and it has really been a guiding principle in life of keeping yourself small and in the shell where you're like grasping for food and like digging through nothingness and then breaking out of the shell and seeing life in a whole new way in the vibrant colors and rather than scarcity living in the abundance of what is, right? And so I feel like that naturally begins to happen when we are in midlife. And it can feel super uncomfortable. It can feel really unreasonable. <laughs> it can feel really like crazy. That's a word. And a word that women often use for this midlife is hormonal. It can feel really hormonal. 
oh, my anger, this intense rage that I have, it's just because of my hormones. Oh, this intense, uh, this depression or anxiety that's coming up, this is just because of my hormones. And I, I always talk about that hormones are a component, but we have so much control over our hormones, meaning that we are a dynamic being and our hormones are literally impacted by our breath, by the fact that we are taking a deep breath or not through, through the nourishing of our breath or just barely surviving on our breath. That can completely shift your hormones just by breathing. Then you add in some good food, some nourishing food, and then you add in maybe some pleasure and some love of your body. All of these things, 100% scientifically proven, change your hormones, right? So it is not just hormonal that you feel a lot of rage or depression in this midlife. That might be a component of it, but more so to me, the root is what's going on underneath and is trying to awaken, right? It is... Not that you are crazy. It is simply the beginning of an awakening. And some women choose to actually go through that really brave process of awakening and becoming themselves. And some women get stuck. And they do blame it on their hormones or all of the things that the outside world tells them. Again, going back to the story of Grasper, when Grasper, the little crab, is breaking free from his shell and seeing the abundance and the beautiful above from this like cave that he's in everyone is telling him he is crazy and so that can definitely be a thing for women in this stage of life they can feel like they're being told they're crazy like well you don't actually like that you've never liked that before why would you like it now and we get this stuck in this idea of what everyone thinks of us or how we want others to see us and so we don't allow that shell to come off and re excuse me, reveal the new us. <clears throat> so I actually picked a card because I am fully owning that this is a part of my life. I like using oracle cards. I find them as a way that God speaks to me. And so before this episode, I picked a card because honestly, I wasn't really sure what I wanted to talk about today. I knew it had something to do with the fact that I just um, had a birthday and was contemplating. And this card really brought it to life. So this is a, a card from the deck um, Mother Mary Oracle from Alana Fairchild. And this I drew the Our Lady of Truth card. And this Oracle card is really about transformations always ha already happening within you as you grow spiritually. The transition is happening in the raising of your energy frequency and bringing your inner world fully and completely into your outer world. This is a time when the worlds collide. Sometimes we might hide the truth of what we feel even from ourselves because we are scared of what may come as a result of being honest. We might fear losing a relationship or a job. We might fear that we will be hurt or think badly of us. Perhaps we may, we may want to control how others perceive of us instead of just being honest and running the risk of being criticized or subjected to disapproval. When this card appears, we are asked to run the risk of loss and open up, to be as real and truthful with ourselves as we can be, and not be fearful of letting someone or something go. Sometimes it isn't a matter of a situation or a person being bad, but simply that they might not be good for us or for them. Sometimes we can be surprised at how truths turn an impossible situation around and actually bring us healing and closeness. 
or perhaps we once feared it would destroy a relationship. Truth can often bring in new life. And so there's a lot in this message. I mean, it is spot on, as always. (laughs) But the fact that this inner world and outer worlds are colliding, right? And this spiritual growth, that for me is really 40s. 40s is all about spiritual growth coming closer to your own soul. You might call it intuition, the deeper self. I would throw God into that mix um, or divine or whatever you want to call it. Right. So it is it is this awakening that begins to come and that can feel again, it can feel really scary. So so maybe let's dissect that a little bit more. Right. So one of the ways it can feel really scary is this idea of another person's view of us. Right. It is interesting because often we are trying to protect another person's view of us. Right? We're not allowing other people to see our true selves because we want to protect the vision that that person actually does have. Maybe we like that vision that they have on us, even though that is not our true self. Maybe we're scared for them to change that vision of us because we're afraid that they may leave us, right? Relationships often break up. This is one of the biggest, it's one of the biggest times. It's the number one age group for prescribing antidepressants. Part of that is... Um, the awakening part of that is oftentimes there is a lack of sleep that starts to happen in the 40s and that is due to the shifting of the actual hormones like that is an actual thing there is a shifting of the hormones and then there's a way to support that shifting right there is a huge way so for me the 40s when those hormonal things start to happen it is no longer possible for you to push through your cyclical nature you actually have to tap in and live in deeper alignment And if you do not, then your body is going to yell at you in all of the ways, right? This is like, I just finished working with someone about sleep and sleep issues, right? So it is this idea of protecting another person's view of us and then asking yourself why. Are we afraid that that relationship will change? Are we afraid that we aren't sure of who we are? Are we afraid of being abandoned? Maybe some abandonment issues are coming up and that is probably tied a lot to your past, that unconscious, right? It might not even be the current situation. It might be this unconscious stuff, this root stuff beginning to arise. Again, another part of the 40s. So much fun, the 40s. I actually think they're amazing. I think that when we actually show up and be brave, and courageous with these things that are coming up and off to get guidance, right? Like that is the role that I play. And I have my own guide, right? My own person that helps me with this stuff, um, as well as my own deep intuition, right? That's part of what I help them with is getting, knowing more the inside of their body so they can listen to the inside of their body, right? Like a great example of this is today during my own breath work, like meditation, I was breathing And then all of a sudden I trusted my body and my body started naturally kind of like moaning, kind of like giving birth. It was very loud. And then when it got quiet, my body naturally just started to get quiet. And then it told me I felt my ovaries very strongly. And they were, they said to me, you have to stop drinking coffee. So I got back on the coffee train the last few weeks, which is a coping mechanism. 
a treat. We all have those treats we give ourselves, right? Coffee is my treat and my body hates it. My ovaries in particular hate it. And so they were getting very angry and telling me. It's like this innate wisdom that your body has begins to come alive if you listen to it. I mean, it's really always there, but there's a portal or a door that really is wide open during this time period, right? And so back to trying to protect another person's view of us, I don't know how I got there, but that's where I went. So <laughs> that is part of the cyclical brain of a woman. We'll come back to the person's view of us. It's, it is getting to those deeper root issues, of being able to trust in who we are and trust in the exploration of who we are and trust in a relationship that if a relationship is supposed to stick around, it will stick around for that hard work, right? In my own marriage, I've been married for 17 years and in my own marriage, we are not the same people who fell in love, got engaged within a week and then were married, right? That is, we are not those same people anymore. In fact, I love us now more than I love the people that we were because we are both, we have both done so much work over the years and it has not always been easy inside or in our relationship, but we have evolved and trusted in our love enough to continue that evolution and really trusted in the space to give the person to evolve and trust in that they would get there and trust in, in our relationship to have those hard conversations of how we show up for each other. Those are hard things. They are because it is so much easier in some ways just to stay fine and in a relationship or with a family member or a friend and just be the same person you've always been. But that is not who you are anymore. And so letting that fear go and allowing that relationship to see who you really are. And sometimes, you know, at the beginning, I, I always tell women, it's not always like as your mm, wings are growing, so to speak, going back to the like the butterfly metaphor, as your wings are growing, you don't really want someone like coming and blowing the wind at you, right? Or, or like sharing their comments with you that aren't very helpful because it can really, really shake you or stunt your growth, right? And so sometimes at the beginning, you're not wanting to share who this new you, you're still discovering who it is. And that, that it doesn't to say like, I am still discovering who I am. I'm very rooted and solid in myself right now, but it's, that is a forever journey. In my opinion, I will always be exploring my inner world. There will always be some new part of me to discover and express, right? But right now I'm feeling very, very rooted in this person that I am. And so it is much easier for me to express that person out in the world. And saying that, it can still be really scary. It can be really scary to be abandoned. It can be really scary to be othered. And that it can be really scary to not want to lose a relationship, but not know how to show up in this way, right? I, I think sometimes back to like this Hollywoodization of our culture, right? So Hollywood shows this time period really as this like woman losing her mind, right? And they also show it as this like nice tidy little thing that happens and then at the end the woman falls apart but and she's like crazy but she, put, she pieces it together and puts herself back together. And it's like it's really quick. I mean it has to be in like an hour or whatever little thing that happens, 
but in reality that's that's not how it happens there's it's kind of it's not this like linear journey it is very much well i was going to say chaos so let's just go with that let's trust in that word I mean, it is chaotic. If you think about birth, right? Birth is by any means not a linear journey. I guess you could say you start at zero centimeters and you get to 10 and you push out a baby. But in my mind, it is constantly a spiral. The baby inside is even doing a spiral in order to make its journey out of your body, right? And so this is what I feel like this journey is. It's like, we'll pick up a piece of us on this go around in the spiral and then the next go around we'll even discover more and then so it's like an evolution this is very different than getting stuck in an eddy where you just keep repeating the same cycle cycle over again because you're stuck in fear right and you're not allowing yourself to be that person that you actually are you're not being courageous and brave enough to really explore some of that stuff and that might be because there's trauma there like that was you know I've got some I think we we all have trauma in our life and there is no study that has ever been done that one kind of trauma is weighted heavier than another kind of trauma right so if you have just quote-unquote micro traumas that are from your past that you don't have it that bad compared to some people I'm here to say that that's bullshit that trauma is trauma in the body and some people have more, have accumulated more because maybe they were in a traumatic situation longer than your, you know, th things that come up for you. But it, this is not a rating system. And so sometimes that fear is based on trauma, right? But sometimes it's just based on getting stuck and not knowing how to get out. Also, it's based on being in this like nervous system society where we are like constantly on, where our nervous systems are constantly in motion and we don't slow down enough to experience our body, right? Because when our nervous systems are constant on, we're in flight or fight, whether we're stressed out or not, and just, you know, FYI, you are stressed out when you're in flight or fight, even if that means that you're just always like intaking information, even like a podcast, that's uh, intaking of information. There's no space. So are you stepping into the spaces in between? Those are really huge place to go to, to actually begin to explore who you are. Like that's the first most basic thing I do with women is getting them back into their bodies, getting them slowed down so they can actually start listening to and discovering who that person is inside. Right? So the truth of who we are can also be like a habit pattern. Maybe this habit pattern you picked up along the way as a coping me mechanism at some point in your life, but it's not helping you anymore, right? And that's preventing you from actually being the person that you actually are. So the truth is going to require change, basically, and change can be hard. And so back to the nervous system, if you're in a state of nervous system arousal and you're not um, stepping into your body, downgrading your nervous system, ending the stress cycle, I have a really great podcast on completing the stress cycle. You, if you're not doing that, then you're not able to actually experience the growth. You're just not because you're stuck you're just stuck. So it's about 
if I had to give you steps, because everyone loves the step thing, right? So the steps in the journey is first to recognize you're in this stage of life. To have some, maybe some aha moments of some of the things that I've shared from my own life and just from my working with women. And there's lots of them all throughout these podcasts. And the second step is to slow the heck down. To not to meditate because you're going to be better, but just to start breathing. Like if meditation, if that word freaks you out, then don't use it. (laughs) And just start breathing. Start doing some breath work. Start doing, just like start taking three conscious breaths. Go to one of my deep drink podcasts. There's more to come. Um, Go to my 40-day journey. This is a guided journey. It's 40 bucks for 40 days. It is, I mean, literally this the work that I actually have, if people are actually showing up for the 40 days and doing the meditations and all of the things that I share, it is like, it's literally like thousands of dollars worth of value. Um, it's just about you showing up. It's really a journey. The 40-day journey is about slowing the fuck down, tapping into your inside and becoming deeper embodied. It's slowing down your nervous system, getting reacquainted and activating different parts of your body, like your womb, your heart, your throat, and then visioning of the self that you are, that like you're, uh, you know, meeting your elder self and then stepping deeper into that, right? So it's a 40-day journey. It's all via email, um, and it's guided by me. And so it's on your own with my guidance, and then you can add a private session. So it's just 40 bucks. You you head over to soulmidwifejulie.com. It's amazing. It's amazing even if you're not in the midlife stage of life, but, but it does cover the steps. It covers the slow down. It covers tapping inside and becoming deeper embodied, and it become it covers the step of listening, beginning to listen and actually act because part of the communication is the hearing of the wisdom of your body and then doing what your body says right so like today in my meditation I heard my body loud and clear it was like you got to give up the coffee and so tomorrow I will not be drinking coffee that sucks because I love coffee I love the taste of it I love the little like happiness I feel But my body does not love coffee and it really does affect my ovaries and it affects my hormones, right? Not, that's not everyone, the case for everyone. There's a certain uh, component of people or if you're into Ayurveda, there is a certain dosha of people that coffee does not resonate with, right? And so I will be listening to my body. That happens all of the time. I listened to my body today when it asked me to express the whatever was inside. I don't even know sometimes. There's no like memories or thoughts. There's just like there was moaning today. That needed to get out. I felt a hell of a lot better. I can tell you that if you would have told me just, you know, five years ago, six years ago that I'd be laying on the ground and moaning, like, and having people in my house being able to hear me, I would have told you were nuts. I would never let myself do that. I was very shut down in that throat chakra. A lot from being a woman in my family of origin growing up. And I mean, there's, there's a lot there, right? I'm not going to go into that. But that's, there's a lot of, uh, commonality between my story and your story and the next woman's story there just is and we're our our own unique slow fake snowflakes also so I guess maybe I want to end there with that steps right the steps of the journey the steps of the journey 
in this midlife is slowing down, tapping inside, becoming deeper embodied, beginning to have that relationship and of listening and a communication with your body. And there's reason behind this. My next podcast, I think I'm going to do a podcast on embodiment and somatic healing or maybe on all the buzzwords and what they actually mean and how you actually can experience them. So look out for that. Um, That's kind of what's on my mind also. I actually might just stop recording this and start recording that one since it's very much my throat is very clear today. Um, so check, go over and check out that 40-day journey and hop in 40 bucks, 40 days. And also, if you're interested in doing some deep one-on-one work with me, you can check out my Midlife Awakening. It is a three to six month journey completely designed for you where we do all of the things that I've talked about in a much deeper way. And it is a way to clear a whole lot of stuff out to get you super deeply connected and to really begin this uh, rediscovery, reclaiming, and rebirthing you. So you can head over to Soul Midwife Julie to check any of that out. And thanks for listening, everyone. Bye.